You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. We started a series before Easter that was really looking at these essentials that we need in our Christian life that when we're going through hard times, it isn't that we uh, just kind of survive this time, but God wants to do something great in our lives in this this moment. And He wants to make sure, actually, if we, we follow His path, if we walk with Him on this journey, that in this season, we can see good things happen in us and through us. And so there's these essentials that God has instructed us through Scripture to, to if we live by these things, there's some good fruit that is produced in us. And so we started uh, by reading 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. And it says this, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, the weeks before Easter, we, we, we started looking at in reverse order. And we, we started with this giving thanks and this need that we, uh, we don't just look at what isn't at this moment, but we, we thank God on a daily basis to, uh, just, uh, the things that we're grateful for because there's something about it that lifts our spirits when we walk in that space of thankfulness. And we've been trying to do that as a church, or sorry, as a, as our own personal family. We've, uh, around the table in the evenings, we've been trying to remember to do that. And it's been a really great exercise of giving thanks. So I want to encourage you to keep doing that, as I believe it's a, a principle, not just for that week that we looked at it, but it's, we're to give thanks all the time, every day, to continue to be in that space. Then we also looked at praying continually, this, this place of relationship where God wants us to grow with Him and, and walk with Him in this relationship. And so our prayers are not just kind of once in a while, or not just in crisis, but we're to live in that space where we're in communion with God. Today we're going to look at the very first part of that passage, where is rejoice always. And uh, in some translations it says, be joyful always. Uh, have this joy always in your life. And I've discovered that it's really easy to rejoice or be joyful when things are going really well. I don't know about you, but when you've got your favorite sports team, or you've got something happening that you've really, you know, they've just won this, the, the cup, or they've, they've won the championship. It's great to rejoice, isn't it? We, we, we love it when the people that we're supporting wins the match, or wins the, the game. When we, uh, maybe we get that promotion that we've hoped we got, or we get that great financial raise from our boss. Wow, isn't that exciting? Uh, or our child is born. Maybe our child or a grandchild or someone close to us, they have a, a child. Uh, maybe we've passed that difficult exam at school. I remember there were as many exams when I was in, in, in Canada, we call it high school, that sometimes I didn't wonder, I, I didn't wonder if I was going to pass or not. And I was so grateful that when you get the, the marks back from the teacher, uh, and to find out you passed, uh, especially when I didn't necessarily apply myself as I ought to have. And so sometimes it was passing really by luck. But nonetheless, you rejoice at the end of it. And in those moments, it's so easy to think, yeah, we are the champions. We can sing that song by Queen. We are the champions. Uh, it's great. Those moments where we have great, great excitement, great rejoicing. Uh, unfortunately, though, life isn't just filled with those up moments. Uh, life has those mountaintop experiences where we can rejoice and we feel like we're on top of the world. But then there comes these down moments. And in some ways, I, I think for many of us, this is one of those down moments. It's, 
it's not necessarily a mountaintop experience of, of joy and jubilation. In fact, for those of you who love sports, I mean, there's nothing even to watch on TV except for reruns of maybe past matches you've watched, and then you already know the outcome. So it's not that exciting, isn't it? But in these down moments, uh, it, it feels like we can be on the losing side. And uh, I don't know about you, but we don't like watching teams that lose. And, and uh, it, it seems difficult, I think, when life feels like it's, it's not going to plan. And, and uh, you know, even having to live with less financially, all those things start to take, take their toll on us. And, and we, when we look at this passage of Scripture, and, and we're challenged to rejoice always, to be joyful always, I think it's a challenge when we're in a valley moment of life because, again, it goes against our logic it, because on a human sense, our joy is often dictated by our circumstances. We, our joy is affected by what is going on around us or what we're facing. And so if things are good, it's easy to have a joy on the inside. It's easy to, to be reflective in that way and, and feel, yeah, life is really good. I'm, I'm happy. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's, the, the wind is at my back. But when we're facing the challenges, when we're facing the storms, that joy can quickly disappear. I, I know for myself, joy can quickly disappear when it feels like this day after day challenge, this struggle, this just trying to keep positive, it, it wears thin over time. Now, when the, we look at this call of scripture to be joyful or to rejoice always, uh, it's not looking at it from uh, a physical or from a natural perspective, but it's calling us to to have a, a joy that's in something different than our circumstances. It, it has a different source, and, and the source of the joy that we're to, to find in, in these moments isn't at all based upon what we are facing. In fact, Paul, the Apostle Paul, who, who wrote this in Thessalonians, also wrote to the, the church, the, the Philippians, uh, in Philippians 4, 4, he says this, he says, rejoice. Now he gives a little bit more instructions with this one. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So he gives some description of what he, kind of where are we rejoicing? Where are we finding that joy at this moment? Is it in our circumstances? No. He said, look, rejoice always in the Lord. Even in case we didn't catch it the first time, he said it again, rejoice. Rejoicing in the Lord challenges us to have, first of all, a change of perspective, a change of focus. Uh, again, we naturally face upon uh, our, our, our we na- sorry, we naturally focus upon our circumstances, upon the things that we're facing. Um, and it, when it seems insurmountable, uh, we, we, we can find that place of despair or dis- being disheartened. I, I think when I looked at the news or watched the news this past week, and, and I think the longer this, this, um, social distancing and the, the country in this lockdown place, uh, the more that mental health is becoming an issue, people feeling depressed, people uh, turning to alcohol as that source of a remedy to, to kind of deal with this. Uh, anxiety is on the rise in people's lives. And so we see actually when you, when you're living in a space where day after day there's a mounting effect of circumstances being negative, being difficult, you watch the news and it's mostly negative and it's what we receive from it. And so we can find that as we focus in upon it day after day after day, it has this wearing effect on our mental health, in our joy, on 
on our well-being. And uh, this is where, uh, when we're told to be joyful, we think this is impossible. However, when we say in the Scripture, Jesus, uh, Paul says, look, we need to rejoice in the Lord. Uh, what God is saying to us this morning, and I, I really believe this is a word for us as, as the church, central church, that we need to be looking up, not just down or at our circumstance. We need to be looking up at this point. You see, God said, look, I am the God over all things. I'm the God who's in control. And uh, you can rejoice in who I am. You can rejoice in what I've done, what I am doing. What we just celebrated Easter. And we saw that God is the God who, who conquers sin and death. He's the one who's on the throne. And so when we're in these moments, we're, 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 we're looking at to, to a God that's more than able to move in the circumstance. We're looking at a God who's compassionate, who's loving, who's kind, who's for us and not against us. Again, we look at Scripture, we see the goodness of God. And when we focus upon God, when we rejoice in who God is, our strength is made perfect in these, these times. We discover that God is greater than all of this stuff. And it's, I, I can celebrate God because He's worthy of it. He's, he's, he's more than able. I had this picture when I was preparing this of, of uh, a wrestling match. And uh, when I was a, a, a young person, teenager maybe, uh, I used to watch what was called at that time the WWF. Uh, now it's called the WWE, uh, which is the World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment now. And uh, it was usually when my mom wasn't home because she didn't like me watching this kind of stuff because I think it created an aggression in me watching these wrestling matches. And it always started with this, um, you know, some no-name guy was in the ring and they would announce this person who would be um, wrestling and, and he was so-and-so from wherever and weighing however much weight. And, you know, the crowd kind of, um, they said something at that moment. You know, they, they clapped a little bit. Uh, now, th th it was always a big person. It was always someone who looked like they should be in the ring. But then the music would start and, and out came from kind of the, 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 the entrance into the stadium would be some massive guy and the music would be there and, and it was a guy that you already knew watching the match who was going to win. It was, it was not even a competition really. So, you know, in that time it was like a Hulk Hogan or the ultimate warrior, this guy who was, you know, roided up and uh, looking the part. And he would enter the ring and uh, you would just know that he was going to win. Now, I think right now we have this, this situation where we can look at the circumstance and we can look at what's happening around us and it can feel really, really big. But God says, look, I, I want you to look at the other side of the ring. I, I want you to see that there's an end of the story that I'm a part of because I am the overcomer. The Bible says that I am the King of Kings and I am the Lord of Lords. There is no power, there's no entity that is greater than me. And so if we're going to look at circumstances and, and we're going to focus upon them, yes, they can seem huge, they can seem really big, right now it can seem oppressive to us. However, the other side of the ring, there's a God who's going to win the battle. And, and that is the shift. And so when I'm watching, when I'm living out this life, I, right now, I'm in a helpless state. I'm, I'm in a position where, okay, I can't control what's going to happen to the economy, what's going to happen to necessarily to my health or to my family or to, all of this is so big. But I can start rejoicing in the God who's in the ring as well. 
And the God who's in the ring never loses. Just think about that. This God that we serve is a God who never loses a battle. He is undefeated. And so it's the same thing as watching your favorite sports team who are undefeated. They win, they win, they win. Doesn't matter who the opponents are, they win that match. Well, do you know what? God is a God who's conquered everything. There is nothing that God has not uh, made a way for, for us to walk in that place of victory. And in Christ Jesus, the Bible says we are more than overcomers. And so in this moment of time, God says, look, if you can look up, if you can take your gaze off the situation that you're facing right now, the things that, that you feel are overwhelming, and if you can gaze upon me, if you can find you're rejoicing in me, you can find joy. Why? Because it's something easy. It's easy to start cheering on the winning team. It's easy, I think, at this moment to start to, to, to get excited about a God who's on the move right now, who, who's, who's got the last say on this, this coronavirus. He's got the final say right now in your life. He's got the final say in what happens to your job or to your family or to the, the people around you that you care about. He's got the final say. And so if we're going to start to get focused upon anything, if you focus upon the winner of the match, it's easy to start celebrating today. It's easy to start getting excited about, oh yeah, God, show them that move. Show them that move of a miracle right now. Show them that move. I want to see the move. We see it in Scripture. Jesus did the impossible. And he continues. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so what we read in the Bible and the miracles we see God do, he's doing that today. He's doing that today. And, and he invites us to put our hope and to put our trust in him. He invites us to take our eyes off us and put our eyes on him and rejoice today. You see, even the Apostle Paul, he, he faced challenges. We, we look at this guy uh, who wrote these what well, we've already read this morning, and, and it isn't that he had a walk in the park. He, it, his life wasn't just in a nice recliner and he wrote all these things to the church. He was beaten and he was shipwrecked and he faced uh, floggings and he was imprisoned. In fact, even one moment we see in Acts, he was in prison with another guy by, by the name of Silas and they had just uh, done an amazing miracle of setting this young girl free from a demonic possession and uh, they end up in jail. And they end up beaten through this process. And out of this, uh, they're in, they're in jail, heavily guarded. And what do they start doing? They start praying and they begin singing hymns, the Bible says. They begin to rejoice. They begin to lift up the name of Jesus, which is this exciting thing. It's an exciting thing. They, 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 they realize that God is on the throne. And through that, God does something supernatural. He, 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 the, the earthquake comes and the, the chains are loosened, and actually the jailer who's, who's watching over them gets saved that night, and there's this amazing deliverance that God does through that moment. But you know what? Paul and Silas weren't in prison licking their wounds, as it were. They were praising the Lord, and I, I, he, he lived out this passage. When he said, rejoice in the Lord always, he was living it for himself, and he knew the power of rejoicing in difficult moments. You see, as we rejoice, as we fix our eyes upon God, upon who He is and what He wants to do in our lives, something changes inside of us. And when we're feeling despair, when we're feeling we can't go on, when there's joy that starts to enter our hearts because we focused upon something greater, the Bible says 
we, we can find strength in joy. Isn't that amazing? Hey, there's, a, there's a passage of scripture in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Uh, Nehemiah uh, had just brought the Israelites. Uh, they, they were reestablishing Jerusalem after being in exile. And they just finished rebuilding the wall. And uh, they bring out the law, kind of this, this the will of God. And, and Ezra just reads it to the people. And they realize, man, this is, we have really fallen short of God's best for our, our lives. And uh, there's this natural response to start to feel despair and to weep. And, and the, the people are responding this way. And, and Nehemiah, he comes at this moment and he says, look, he says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some of those and sorry, send some to those who have who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. What was interesting in this moment. Where they could feel overwhelmed by it all. Nehemiah said, look, the the. The strength that we need from this, this time right now is found in the joy that God can bring us. And so what does he do after they read the law? He says, we need to have a, we need to have a bit of a party. We need to have, get out the nice food, get out the, the nice, the, 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 the sweet drink, it says. And, and we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a rejoicing together because, uh, we can find strength in the joy of the Lord. We can, we're gonna, we're gonna start walking in the things of God right now. And there's a joy that, that God has when we follow Him and we choose to put our trust in Him. And because of that, that joy that God has, we can find strength in. And so the same thing for, for us. When we're in this moment where it is overwhelmingly challenging, we can find strength in the joy of the Lord. Uh, we can find strength when we put our trust in Him and, and we're looking to Him as the answer. Do you know what? There's a joy that comes from the inside out, from the Holy Spirit inside of us, that can start to bring a buoyancy to our lives. A, a joy that, that gives us strength to face this day. When we put our hope in Him, when we rejoice in what He's doing, how He's on the throne, when we're following His directions for our lives, there's a joy in pleasing Him and in pleasing Him we find strength for today. You see, wouldn't that be a great thing to face this whole time with joy? Uh, I mean, what's the opposite? Despair? I, I mean, joy, it, again, that feeling of, of celebrating, rejoicing in the Lord, uh, walking in that place of I'm, I'm walking in the center of His will right now. I'm trusting in Him. I'm looking to Him. I know He's on the move. I'm, I'm excited about what He's doing. There's a joy that today I can walk in a joy and that joy will strengthen me for whatever battles I have to face today because there's a joy in the inside. God wants us to live in that space of joy, to be joyful always. And so right now, again, as I can said at the very beginning, it is not based upon our circumstances because our circumstances can seem very dire. It's based upon who God is. And it's based upon the joy that He offers us, that as we trust Him, as we gaze our focus upon Him, put our hope in Him, there's a joy that He gives us to strengthen us for what we're facing today. God wants you to walk in a place of joy. And you might feel, oh, this is really difficult. Can I encourage you? Let's start focusing upon Jesus. 
Let's start lifting His name up. When there's that temptation to just to really be bogged down by what's going on around you right now, let's turn our eyes upon the God right now. Let's, let's put our attention upon what He says, what He's doing. I believe it will lift your spirit. It will give you a joy on the inside. Even Jesus, it was for the joy set before Him that He endured the cross. Even Jesus, joy was that give Him that strength to go through the sacrifice that we just looked at last weekend. Joy. I believe today you need joy in your life. I need joy in my life. It's easy to be cranky and grumpy right now. But God wants us to live in a different space than that. He wants us to live in a place of joy. Not artificial joy, but joy He gives. Well, there's a third thing. So as we change our focus, we, we, we focus upon the winning side. Not the losing side, the winning side. We, when we focus upon Jesus, we find strength for the journey because of the joy He offers us. But we also find a restoration for our souls. Uh, we see this passage of Scripture in Proverbs 17.22. It says, a cheerful or joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Isn't that true today? Maybe today you feel like you've got a crushed spirit. Can I tell you what? It dries us up. It, it, it sucks the life right out of us. But a cheerful heart is good medicine. You see, when our hope is in Jesus, when we're rejoicing in Him, it lifts our spirit it gives us this strength to face today, but it also, it, it, it's a medicine for us. It, it, it restores us. You see, the enemy works to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and he wants to get us into a mindset where we, we start to feel hopeless and helpless. We start to look at the negatives of our life. We, we start to feel, uh, even just being indoors day after day in your house, it's challenging. I have found it personally challenging. And it's easy in this space to start to go down a negative thought process, to go down a, uh, a negative mindset. And that starts to suck the, the life out of our bones. It dries up the bones as, the, as we see. But God says, look, if you allow my joy to come in, if you focus upon me, I... I will bring something in your, your life that will be good medicine to you. It, it's like uh, we need a, we're looking for a, a vaccine for the coronavirus. But you know what? Our spirit man also needs a, a, a vaccine. It needs something that's good medicine at this moment. So what does your spirit man need at this time to go through this time? It needs joy. Your spirit needs joy. It's medicine for despair. It's medicine for a crushed spirit is joy. It, it's a cheerful heart. And so again, we can't conjure that up in ourselves. We, we can't look to our circumstances for that. But if we look to the Lord, His Spirit can bring that inside of us. And not only is it for us, but it's for the people that we have contact with around us. There's something about being with someone who's got a joy, a genuine joy, not an artificial joy, but a, a cheerfulness that lifts our spirits when we're in contact with them. And I believe that in this moment of time, our lives need to be reflecting Jesus to the people that we have contact with. And what greater thing can we offer them than a joy, than a cheerful heart? I think when people are asking us how we're doing or what's going on, wouldn't it be great to come back with a positive response? That actually, I feel a real joy on the inside. I feel something that's, that's of God. 
it's, it's not something of myself. It can change the atmosphere for those around us and for ourselves. Rejoicing in Him, putting our trust in Him, letting His joy transform us. You know, this is, this is medicine that we need for today. We need to be thankful. We need to be walking in relationship with the Lord in this communion, praying continually. But we also need to be rejoicing in Him. Thanking Him for what He's doing, what He's continuing to do in and through your life. Lift up your eyes. I want to encourage you, if you've never turned your faith to Jesus, if you've never looked to Him as the answer, can I tell you why? Why not put your hope on the winner in this situation? The scripture clearly tells the end of the story anyways. And I, I want to encourage you to put your hope in Him. And it's simply it's just saying, look, Lord Jesus, I, I put my trust in what you did. Your salvation, your, your sacrifice for me. Forgive all my sins. I put my trust in you. The Bible says He comes and fills us with His Spirit. And when His Spirit dwells inside of us, this joy is one of the fruit of His Spirit. It comes and starts to be evident in us as we put our trust in Him. For those of you who've already made that decision to follow Jesus, can I encourage you to do something? And maybe even this week you need to do it. I, I, I don't know about you, but when I was watching the news and they were announcing we got three more years, not three more years, but three more weeks of, of this lockdown. I don't know about you, but for me, I was like, oh, Jesus. That's not what I was hoping for. Um, and I could feel myself just that sinking feeling inside of, oh, we got more of this. You know, and they said three more weeks minimum. Well, great. But I feel the Lord challenging me, and even as I was preparing, that, again, I need to start rejoicing in the Lord. And uh, Nehemiah said to the people, look, um, this isn't a time to despair, but it's a time to rejoice in the Lord. And it's a time to find the joy that the Lord can bring, because He can strengthen us through this. And so He, he encouraged the people to, to celebrate, to have a party. And now I, I realize we're not having a party with our neighbors and friends and Christian, uh, our rest of our church family, because that would be really going against the rules. But we can still bring out the choice food, and we can still celebrate the Lord today or this coming week. And so I, I want to put a new challenge for us this coming week. And it's a unique challenge, but it's to throw a party um, for only those who live in your household. Okay, so please hear me out. Have a Nehemiah party right now. Uh, and the focus of the party, it's not someone's necessarily someone's birthday or it's, it's not some event. We're not celebrating you got that big promotion. We're celebrating the Lord. And uh, so I want to encourage, this is the challenge, a very practical challenge is, is you know, set the table out night, have some nice music and, and really have a party celebrating the goodness of God. And, and, and just take time as a family or if you live with someone that you're going to just take time to celebrate Jesus. You see, that's what Nehemiah did. And I think there's something quite uh, special that happens inside of us when we have a party and we can celebrate not what's happening, but we're celebrating the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I just, I, I hope and I believe that when we do that, when we lift our gaze to the Lord, a joy can come inside of us. Have some fun in this moment. 
Because God wants to restore us. He wants to bring good medicine to your soul, which is His Spirit that brings joy. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.